Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. So over in Michigan, three dead, eight injured. I think it's four dead now, eight injured in a shooting at a Michigan high school. So four and seven. So four dead, seven injured in Michigan in a high school shooting. But you know what? We're hearing from family members. We're hearing from um, we're hearing from neighbors about the family because the father purchased a firearm just days before the shooting, and the mother posted a picture on Instagram uh, saying that, "Hey, you know, this is a Christmas present, you know, for their son." But then the day of the shooting, the parents were called to the school to have a conference with the administration there about their about the son, you know, some issues of, you know, some drawings that the son had made. And they still allowed this guy to, this kid to attend school that that day. But the parents didn't think anything of it, didn't think to go home and check and make sure that the firearm was locked up. It is up to you, parents, to make sure you lock all your guns. You cannot hide guns from kids. You have to lock guns from kids. You can't hide them. You have to lock them. And every gun comes with a lock, so there's no reason not to lock your gun. The, you know, our, our manufacturers make it a, they make it their business to make sure that every gun you get comes with a lock. They make sure of that. So lock them or you can get a safe, you know, you can get a, like a handgun safe or a full size safe. There's so many different tools out there, you know, and that we have that you can lock your firearms out. But you know what? Take a listen to this because here's the baby mama of the father that was, you know, one of the people that was responsible for this heinous crime. We're learning more about James and Jennifer Crumley from a woman who has an 18-year-old son with him. Michelle Cobb says he left them strapped for cash and struggling to make ends meet. He's a piece of 
He really is. The whole time of my son growing, my son is 18 years old now. And you know, I cried the moment he turned 18 because I thought all of this hell is over as far as dealing with my son's father. And the father of her 18-year-old son, Eli, is James Crumley. James is also Ethan's father. And Michelle Cobb says it was Jennifer Crumley who made her son's life unbearable when he would visit his dad and half-brother, Ethan. She says it was Jennifer who ran the show. Jennifer was a monster. She could do no wrong, and she was right about everything. Prosecutors say it was Jennifer Crumley who posted the picture of the pistol on Instagram, Writing mom in Sunday, testing out his new Christmas present. They pretty much gave him whatever he wanted. Cobb says while James and Jennifer gave Ethan whatever he wanted, it was a hopeless struggle to get James to pay even $67 a week in child support when he was making six figures. My son is six foot three and 240 pounds. Do you know how much $67 a week pays? More than ever, she's thankful Eli left the Crumley's Oxford home right before the start of the pandemic. And Eli says he never even saw any guns when he was here. The first thing that came to my mind when all of this happened was how thankful that I was that my son was not there. Cobb says she's heartbroken for the families whose children were killed and those injured. And she says Ethan and his parents must be held accountable for their roles in the tragedy. I hope they get the maximum, honest, honestly. Boy, let me tell you, you might want to be, be nice to your baby mama because when, when you get in trouble, she's coming for you. <laughs> she is coming for you with full force. Yeah, she didn't have kind words there, did she? No words, no good words whatsoever. <laughs> also, Alec Baldwin, boy, he releases a statement, you know, and he does an interview talking about how, you know, he he didn't pull the trigger of that, you know, that firearm. Yeah, but my problem with Alec Baldwin is his story has more holes than a target at a gun range. <laughs> I'm telling you now, it's if it don't fit, it you must acquit. <laughs> All right, so um in Austin, Austin Police Department, the Austin Police Department refuses to assist gun stores with verifying stolen firearms. This has been a very big topic for me. This has been a ball on my three-point of contact because we get people that walk into the gun store that want to sell the gun store a firearm. And we will, you know, we try to verify to make sure this firearm has not been reported stolen. So we try to do the right thing. We contact 311 to get in touch with the, the Austin Police Department or the, you know, our non, the non-emergency number of the police department or the sheriff's department to find out whether or not this gun has been reported stolen. Because we know that at 3, 4, 5 o'clock in the morning, uh, people go around town, whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter what state you're in, what city you're in. Uh, people go around your city, your state, and they try to break into your car and steal your gun or break into your house and steal your gun. And so we're just trying to verify have, as a particular gun that walked into the gun store has been reported stolen. Do you know that the gun that the police departments will not give us that information, will not tell us if the gun has been reported stolen? I've gone through nine, not 911, but 311 to get to the non-emergency number for the police department. And then when I reach the police department, they say, um, um, well, we, um, no, we're, we can't give you that information. What do you mean? You can't tell me? I'm a gun store. I'm a federal firearms licensed dealer. I do background checks on people. I sell machine guns. I sell suppressors. Uh, you mean to tell me that you can't tell me if a gun that someone's trying to sell me Sell to me is actually has actually been reported stolen, and they won't do it. They refuse to do this. 
And it's something so easy. All you have to do is say, yes, it's been reported stolen. No, it hasn't. You know, and, you know, we can go about our day. You know, maybe they can come and get this guy or come pick up the gun or whatever. Because I don't want to be in possession of a stolen firearm. And so, I, you know, they, they say, well, the only really way to find out is you call 911 and request that a police officer comes out. But then I have to wait an hour. How am I going to hold this person at the store for an hour to verify this gun's report is stolen? I don't want to do it to all my customers. You know, I'm not sure. We should have access. The gun store should have access to a system where you just simply type in the serial number and it tells you, you know, yes or no. You know, it's as simple as that. We're not asking for that much. And unfortunately, no gun, no police departments, no police departments in the state of Texas will help us with this, this problem. No gun stores are getting any assistance at all. The gun stores are not getting any help from our local law enforcement. So when your police chief or your sheriff says they're trying to do something about crime, they're full of it. They're not trying to do anything about crime. Because if they're trying to do something about crime, they would help the gun stores answer this one simple question, you know, and they're refusing to allow, you know, refusing to, you know, assist the gun stores with verifying stolen firearms. And also to my friends in Lubbock, Texas, I didn't forget about you. I remember Kyle Carruth. We covered that story last week in the shooting, you know, of uh, Mr. Reed and Kyle Carruth. I have one message and one message only for you, Kyle Carruth. And that message is. That's right. God's going to get you for that, Kyle Carruth. He's coming for you. You know, the, the, the DAs may have recused himself. You may be married to a judge, but I'm telling you right now, here's your message, Kyle Carruth. God's going to get you for that. He's coming for you. Eventually, God's going to get you. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Hi, this is Stephen Wolfer, the Barefoot Defender. I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill at Come and Talk. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Talk 1370, the right choice. 
Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're going to talk about Alec Baldwin. I want to talk about this family in Michigan, you know, actually going to a gun store days before purchasing a firearm for their son. And their son actually goes to the school and commits just mass murder, you know, at his, at his high school there. I want to talk about that. And also, Alec Baldwin says, you know what, I let go of the hammer, bang, the gun goes off. You know, I want to talk about that. You know what? Our call-in number, call in and tell me what your thoughts are. Our call-in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483 or 512-643-LIVE. Give me a call and tell me, you know, what your thoughts are about Alec Baldwin. Tell me what your thoughts are about the family in, in Michigan. You know, and even if you want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse, you want to talk about you know, the Ahmaud Arbery shooting. You want to talk about Lubbock, Texas. Uh, speaking of Lubbock, Texas, <laughs> boy, I'm telling you, Kyle Carruth, Lubbock, Texas. God's going to get you for that. That's right. God's going to get you, Kyle. He's coming for you. Day of reckoning. But, you know, we have in the studio Jake. Jake. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, Jake? Thanks for having me. That's right. What you got? You got something? <laughs> no, no, I want to. <laughs> you want know what Jake got yeah, to say? No, Air uh, Bunny's Jake. So Jake, you know, yeah. Welcome to Come and Talk. So you 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 had some things to say on social media. You had some things to say about our radio show. And I like, you know, I like going to comment sections and making my little comment and then inviting people to the radio show. Come on the radio show. Tell me what your thoughts are. Tell me how you feel. You know, tell me you know, cuz you know, my stance is strong and I don't back down. Oh, I know. Yeah. Not one bit. No. I'm an alpha dog. Roof. <laughs> That's right. So what are your thoughts about what we're talking about here? Well, I know I'm a little late to it. That's the, right. the Rittenhouse stuff, but, but you got something to say about Kyle yeah, Rittenhouse. Yeah, I just you know I don't know if you're you know if your listeners believe that the insurrectionists that they're patriots. Well, for the Rittenhouse, like those people burning those buildings and those protesters, those are patriots. Really? Yeah. So you think the people that were burning down the buildings and burning down yeah, businesses they're, they're, are patriots? They had they had just as much heart as those rioters. Oh my goodness! I'm burning like, down private businesses. Burning right? down private businesses. Hey, hey, I mean that takes heart. That, that takes, takes heart a lot of heart. Set a fire and ruin right and to business. like and, and to invade the capital. That takes heart too, right? Yeah, that's why Kyle hey. sent them to where they belong. Kyle Rittenhouse did a fine job. Now he's a hero, an active shooter. <laughs> a hero who was you know these heroes were trying to stop this guy. Stop you know, him? What? Stop him? Do what? He was he was from he, potentially his, you know killing. Innocent people. His job was really to just guard a parking lot, you know, guard a, uh, a car dealership, and also uh, be a medic. He lied. All right, let's go to the phone lines. This five one two six four three five four eight three. Give me a call. Let's talk about this. Let's go to the phone lines. Jeffrey, what you got, sir? Yes, sir. This is Jeffrey in Austin. What up, Jeffrey? Hey, Jeffrey. Yes, sir. I'm in Havana. Oh. Talking with, talking with Henan. Oh yeah, my little stumping ground there. What you got? I gotta for us? tell you, I gotta tell you, sir. We are on speakerphone. I gotta tell you that right now. All right, and then what? Is you, that okay with you? That's okay. That that's okay? that's fine. I like speakerphone. And tell me, and tell me, what do you think about Kyle Rittenhouse? What do you think about uh, Ahmad Arbery? What do you think about you know what we're talking about today, Alec Baldwin? Alec Baldwin thing is the one that got me, sir. Why is that? Because I don't know what's going on with that guy. Like he's he's corrupted by 
I'm talking about corruption here, right? The fact that he uh, discharged a firearm and he says he really didn't he didn't pull the trigger. It just went off no, by I itself. I, I, I don't care about that, Michael. I care about like this is a, they, he's a Baldwin family member. And it's like there is a legacy of corruption. Is that not true? I don't know. Don't know anything about that. I know. I know he doesn't know gun safety. That's what I know. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, you told me to call in. I wanted to call in because you're one of the good buddies of mine. <laughs> you know, Tom. I don't know, Tom. <laughs> All right, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jeffrey. Appreciate you. Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm gonna need a drink after that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Okay, so basically what our guest Jake is saying is that uh, these brave uh, patriots stopped a potential person from doing harm in mm -hmm. Kenosha, right? Yeah. So you, you think the same thing about Ahmad Arbery? These guys that uh, drove and chased him down also were patriots? And no, they why not? stopped him from they committing him. illegal they, acts. They too. claimed they witnessed him committing a crime. So that's why they chased him. They no, thought yeah, he was doing something illegal and they had a right to arrest him. They thought they had a right. They witnessed something. Just like you're just like those guys that, chasing Kyle Rittenhouse thought like they were the responding that, to the, an active the, shooter. Yeah. They were responding to something they thought this guy uh, broke to, went to, into a to house. To a guy just checking out something under construction and then just But they thought the running. same thing. They witnessed they thought they witnessed a crime. No, I, I, I think that was unjustified. Well, how can you not? Well, okay, I'm because, confused. No, because, because Kyle showed up provoking people that were there protesting. How did he provoke? Showing up with a firearm. Oh, so owning a firearm is probably not. No, not no. Walking into so, a public space so what with about, a firearm. What about Mr. Grosscroft? He had a he had a firearm. So was he not provoking as well? Ah, uh, he had a Glock, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, one of your heroes, yeah. right? So Wait, what, what about him? Who's that? He's not the one that touched the children. He's oh, he's the, the other. That, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He had a couple. Yeah, of, but it was and it was, it was concealed, illegal. right? But it was concealed, it was right? Illegal. He was not legally allowed to even carry or own a firearm. That's neither here nor there. Oh, his I mean, Kyle, Kyle wasn't supposed to have here nor there. He wasn't supposed to have a gun. Why not? Because he didn't, he didn't purchase the, the weapon. He didn't have to purchase At it. At what age can you have a gun in Wisconsin? In Wisconsin, you could know, be 17 and you can have a rifle in Wisconsin. What you cannot okay. do is it cannot be a short barrel rifle. Mm -hmm. So his rifle was not a short barrel rifle. It was a regular rifle. So that gun was legal in, in Wisconsin. Why it took until the day before the jury or the day that the jury is going to get this case, the judge threw it out. I do not know. But it was always legal. He never should have been charged with that in the first place. So it's totally legal for him to have the gun there. Totally legal for him that have that rifle there. But totally what about legal. what about Gage Grosskreutz? Was it legal for him to have a uh, Glock after he was? It was not because his yeah. handgun license had been ex expired and he did not renew it. And because he, I he don't was think a he felon could, as well. I don't right? think he could renew it. Yeah, he was. Uh, I'm not sure. He was convicted of felonies. Uh, that was one of the good guys with the gun. You gotta he, you gotta look at those cases. A the good same guy way. with an illegal gun, right? Oh. Yeah, look at those cases the same. You know, Kyle Rittenhouse is being chased. Amon Arbery is being chased. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse felt that... Had no reason to be there. Uh, neither did the protesters. Yeah, they did. They're Why? Why do you feel that the protesters had a right to be there, but Kyle Rittenhouse did not? Not with a gun. What gives the protesters more rights than Kyle Rittenhouse? 
Look. What gives Kyle Rittenhouse less rights than protesters? Because he just showed up with a firearm. So like, what gives him less rights? No, what is it? Nothing. It nothing. doesn't give him less rights. So he has the right to be there, just like. Oh yeah, do. yeah. He could be there. Okay. But that's provocation. Showing up with the with the weapon, and then like, I mean, if you look intimidating like that, then I mean, people are gonna react. You, you see, and then and then and they heard gunshots. They saw where it was coming from. They saw him with the weapon. Some other so they thought he was the coming from another area first. Across the street from where he was, there were some shots being fired. Mm -hmm. Not by him. No, it was him. It was that that first shooting. No, that he's not the first shots fired. See, the part of the problem is you got to educate yourself on this case. Oh, and you yeah, yeah, you have an opinion, but you don't know all the facts. That's right. When that happens, yeah, it kind of you know, that can get in the way. Definitely get in the way. Yeah, we'll come back to that. All right, so Alec Baldwin says, I let go of the hammer, bang, the gun goes off. So Alec Baldwin is a good actor, but his story has more holes than a target in a gun range. Take a listen to this. I start to cock the gun. I'm not going to pull the trigger. I, I said, do you see that? She goes, well, just cheat it down and tilt it down a little bit like that. And I cock the gun. I go, can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that? And she says, and then I let go of the hammer of the gun and the gun goes off. Baldwin insists that he is not responsible for shooting and killing a woman because the gun fired on his own. And the movie star is banking on the power of his celebrity and the public not knowing enough about firearms and gun safety to get away with it. The experts say it's a legal misfire. Uh, so, you know, Baldwin told ABC George Stephanopoulos, you know, you just heard him. He said he was aiming the gun at, at Hutchins because she told him to do so for the rehearsal. He said that he was told later that it was aimed right below her armpit. He told her he shot her in the stomach and a bullet went through her and lodged in Sousa's shoulder. You know, he said all this. You just heard him. The trigger was never pulled, according to him. He said, I never pulled the trigger, insisted Baldwin. Uh, the, very, the very first thing people say, you know, when a gun discharges is they say, you know what? I didn't touch the trigger. I didn't pull the trigger. That's what everyone always says. But in fact, whenever you go to the gun range, that's the first thing that people do. They put their finger on the trigger. It's a very common mistake for new people. It's unconscious. You know, they do it, you know, without even realizing that when they grab a gun, the first thing they do is they put their finger, their finger curls in the trigger guard area. It happens with all new shooters. So you know what we do to, to prevent this from happening? We have this little technique that we use. And I encourage all of my instructors out there that are listening to use this technique. And then is if a person is right-handed, we tell them to take their right index finger and touch the side of the gun on the slide and then grip the handle of the gun. That way their finger does not go on the trigger. And it teaches them and trains them not to put their finger on the trigger. Yeah, and I'm one of the instructors there uh, for the beginner firearm class. And basically the way we say it is index finger straight and off the trigger. And then you put that down on the slide and then the other three fingers around the pistol grip. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace, this is Maj Toure. You're listening to Come and Talk Radio with Michael Cargill. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. 
Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Talk. 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about a Waukesha Parade. We're talking about um, Alec Baldwin, you know, and, and, and people always say, what, you know, whenever these shootings happen, they say, hey, you know what? It's always the guns. They always bring blame the guns. But in the Waukesha Parade, you know, I don't see people going to the car dealership and blaming the car dealership for what happened at that parade. Oh, contraire, Michael. Are they? Actually, the Washington Post released a headline Uh-oh. saying that it was caused by an SUV. Oh, so it's an yeah. SUV's fault. Yeah, caused by an SUV are their exact words. Okay. <laughs> the right. headline of this story, it says... Here's what we know so far on the sequence of events that led to the Waukesha tragedy caused by an SUV. Hmm. So I expect that they're going to go to the manufacturer and sue the manufacturer and protest the manufacturer. I expect they're going to go to the car dealership and protest and sue the car dealership. The same way they try to go after gun manufacturers, you mean? That's right. Uh, That's right. That's right. So, you know, what's good for one should be good for them all. You know, why not blame the car the car manufacturers and the car dealers? You know, App- apples and oranges. DWIs. Do you know more people are die in Austin in automobile accidents than they do by firearms? Oh, a lot more. In in the state of Texas, in the U in the United States, more people die in automobile accidents than they do by firearms. So why are we not going to the manufacturers of car dealerships? You know, the manufacturers of, of vehicles and actually protesting those manufacturers. You know, why are we protesting the dealerships? No, and I think they are, like, I mean, they're not coming after the gun. They're coming, like, there just needs to be more restrictions on, like, the background check. No, they are going after the gun. No, they're not going after the gun. Yeah, they, it's, who it's, did they try to, sue? to be, Remington, right? Yeah, Didn't Remington get sued? That's right. Yeah. Even New York, even the not state the of New York. Ones. The state of New York passed a law that says that if a gun is sold in Texas and that gun winds up, in New York somehow using a crime or something like that, then New York can come back and sue that dealer, the, the gun dealer in Texas. And we go through, we do, do you know that firearms is the one item that you purchase that you do the federal firearms background check to get? A federal firearms background. You get a background check, FBI background check to get that. It's not good enough. Uh, 
What more do you think? What more do you, because the federal government knows everything about you. Everything. Are they using like Facebook or? They use everything. All those little porn sites you go to. Are they using Facebook? Have you ever seen the prism slides? Uh-uh. So basically all social media, all tech companies have created backdoors in their programming to allow the government to access all of their information, all of our information. Good. And but that still doesn't like protect us. So we have a big fan of privacy in the studio with us today, Michael. Big <laughs> fan of privacy, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Right. You, you want the government to be all in your in out in out, just all in there. That's fine. Oh my goodness. I don't even know. I don't know. I don't, That's fine. I don't know what the I don't know how I to mean, do this with you. Can I see your text messages real quick? Do you re- Yeah. Do you really believe yeah. this? I have no I don't I don't even use a like a code for my phone. Really? Yeah, it's just it's always unlocked. I'm gonna check with your girlfriend, wife, or whatever. And we'll see? find out. Yeah, see, see if she knows. <laughs> you don't, you don't, so you Can don't I need see? a code. The card your phone. So, so your girlfriend? You no, me, no, I don't uh, want to. No, your girlfriend you want is act, So she has access to your phone. No. Uh huh. Now the truth oh, comes out. So you want <laughs> privacy for your phone, right? But you want to say that no one else should have privacy, right? So that means the shooter. And, and Thomas Harrison says so. Then the shooter of Selena is innocent. She didn't mean the shooter. Of Selena? The yeah. the singer? That's right. Ah, touch home, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that touches home, okay. doesn't it? Hey. Yeah, because you're from down south, aren't you? Yeah. And uh, wait, wait. So what did she say that? He's the, so then the shooter of Selena is innocent. She didn't mean to shoot Selena. No, but she's crazy, right? I don't know. You tell me. Yeah, she was crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's what I thought. See, is got, crazy you, good or bad? You have to think saying. about that. You got to think about bad. what you're supporting and who you're supporting and all that kind of stuff. I don't understand how some people on the extreme left will actually think that, you know, protesters are right by doing what they're doing, that you have a right to destroy property. How can you fix yourself to say that you have a right to destroy someone else's business? You, because you're upset what's but happening in society. It, you're upset what's happening in society. You have a right to destroy someone else's livelihood. That makes no sense to me. No, and it's not... It, it was out of it was out of passion. It's out of passion, and also they have insurance. They don't need. A- I can't with you. <laughs> I just can't. I don't even know what to say. I can't with y'all. I just, is- I, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't. Just, oh, I don't- and then with all these shootings that are happening, you still don't think that there should be more, like restrictions on like or stricter background checks and stuff. You no. think it's okay? You think I, you think whatever they're doing now is that's fine. Our call in number is five one two six four three five four eight three. That's five one two six four three five four eight three. Okay, Fabian. So what do you think that they should have done uh to enhance the background check that would have stopped this from happening? I don't know. Oh, um, so you don't know. So you want more restriction. But you have no idea what could have possibly stopped this. Yeah, because I don't know what they already... I don't know what, what they look into They already. see if you're a criminal. They okay. see if you're a domestic abuser. Okay. If you're because those are one drugs. Of, yeah, okay. <clears throat> if you have been dishonorably discharged from the military. If you are illegally in the country. Okay. If you've been mentally adjudicated. Or adjudicated mentally defective. Like if you've been uh if you've been 
forced to be admitted into a mental hospital for psych evaluation, basically. Well, then, you know. So what? What? I'm what else? Hearing, like what else? Is, what else is in there? Right? Like, I mean, what more could they do? Well, they see if you have criminal record too. I know. I mean, no, that all sounds that sounds fine, but yet there's still these crazy people. So the people, in, in the, the people, to... these these gun nuts are gun like nuts. are are they're like the 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 weakest, softest people. Like these gun nuts. These gun nuts. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, they get bullied and then they go shoot. Like this they is go a, shoot up. This like, is a psychotic fifteen-year-old, right? I mean, I yeah, I guess so. He is evil, right? How do you or the, how do you stop evil? How do you stop someone from doing evil? We could we could add to the form a questionnaire. Are you going to commit crimes with this gun? Yes or no, right? We could do that. They should do that. They should do that, <laughs> and that would possibly be your solution. Maybe is that what you're thinking? Look, <laughs> yeah, I call in numbers five one two six four three five four eight three. Come and talk it. Let's go to Jay. Jay in Austin, Texas. You would come and talk it. Go ahead, Jay. Go ahead, Jay. Man, for this kid, like, dude, have you ever gone through, like, the gun buying process? Me me personally? Yes. No. Okay, well, I've bought several guns from Michael, and I will tell you, it is not an easy process. Well then, but then why is it that? And I, I mean, I'm assuming you're you're one of the good guys with the gun, right? I, I, if I can pass the background check, yes. I mean, because you walk into the gun store, you have to fill out a form. Yeah. Okay. And you have to put everything about you: your first name, your middle name, your last name, your date of birth, your height, your weight, your address. You put your. I can lie uh, about all of that. You sure. You, you you can lie about it, but if you lie on the form, you're committing a crime because that's a that, that's going to be a felony. Yeah. And then we're going to contact the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigations, and they're going to verify all that information. And they're going to verify if you you know the information that you put on the form is actually correct. So then should I mean, we be? There's no there there's no way of lying when I hand you my Texas issued driver's yeah. license. Well, then where are all the good guys with the guns? Where are they at? They're all over the place. They're not allowed in schools, first off. You can't legally have a gun in school. So all the good guys are then, if they're going to follow the law, they have to not bring their gun into the school, right? Right. So that's where they are. Okay, So and so then you're advocating for guns should be allowed everywhere. Guns should legally be allowed there anywhere would just be, that there, someone there would, can carry them. There would just yeah. be shootouts. This is. Oh, I, is that what happened when Texas passed constitutional carry on September first of this year? Where they're just shootouts down Congress. There were on Sixth Street before that by people with illegal guns. Minors in Minors. possession of firearms uh-huh. should have been in possession of firearms in a place in the first place. Yeah, and and as gun owners, we need to be responsible. Um, and when parents, parents, you go, you want, you want to go and you want to purchase a firearm. You want to get a gun for your kid. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, a father or mother, you know, buying a gun, 
for their son or their daughter for Christmas or whatever, and you make sure that you supervise them if they're a minor. And bring it to this. I want to bring uh, Jerry Patterson in this conversation real quickly here uh, to talk about, you know, like Michigan and the Michigan shooters. Jerry, welcome to come and talk, sir. Well, good to be here again. I'm uh, watching your show, but I turned the volume down so we wouldn't have any feedback. There you go. Yes, sir. And so, you know, Jerry, you know, what's your your take on Michigan? You know, and how this. Well, I, I, um, the first thing I lament is is that psychotic 15 year old should have shot his parents instead. Uh, the more I read about this case and what they did, what the parents did and didn't do, is their level of culpability is over the top. I mean, now I find, I just read something today that the, the parents, when they had that conference a few hours before the kid started shooting other kids, the parents were asked by the school officials to take him home, and they said no. So the kid was returned to class. Mm-hmm. Now, if if I had just appeared with my, you know, been in a conference with my child who had um, drawings with blood and bullets and bullet holes and said he wants to kill, said he wants to kill somebody, and somebody and, and wrote somewhere, please help me, I need help. I wouldn't have left him at the school. Um, I mean, it's just the most egregious example that I've seen in a long time. And you know, I've, and over the last four or five days, I have posted on my Facebook page three instances of where children, and this guy was a, a children, I mean, 15, he was a child under the law. But in the other two cases, there were single digit kids who killed other kids because they had access to a firearm they shouldn't have had access to. One of them was a three-year-old shooting and killing a five-year-old. The other one was a similar age and a similar accident. This was homicide in the case of, of this 15-year-old. But again, it's the same thing. People with access, young kids with access to firearms that shouldn't have access to firearms. I mean, I have probably 150 firearms and probably several thousand rounds of ammunition. Uh, And I don't have any kids in the house now, but I did. I've had four, and I secured those firearms. One of the ways to secure your firearm is to have it on your person at all the times. (laughs) I carry all the time. Therefore, I always know where it is. No, but no kid's going to get it. I don't leave it in my car uh, because if you leave a firearm in your car, you're just basically giving it away. I recommend you leave it on the hood so they don't have to smash the glass to steal it. <laughs> so the parents here are, I mean, the kid is going to go away for life maybe or for hell of a long time. But this is parental. I mean, it's just to make irresponsible parents result in death. And that fact cannot be denied. And we come back from the break. I want to. I'm going to get Jerry to tell us about you know Penal Code Section 46.13 in Texas and how you know the law is applied in Texas and how that bill came, how that actually section of the law came about. And also, I want to, I want to talk about law parties and maybe we should get to the point where you know, like law parties. You know, just like if I'm a bank robber and I'm a getaway driver and my my partner goes into the bank there, robs the bank, shoots and kills someone, then I'm going to be charged equally as the driver as the person that actually went into the bank and actually shot and killed someone. Maybe we should do that for parents. We come back from the break, we'll talk about that. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Folks, this is Doug Man Jones. <laughs> and I get my gun news from Michael Cargill. Come and talk it. 
Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back and we're talking about Michigan. We're talking about everything, really. All these little court cases. Kyle Rittenhouse, Ahmaud Arbery. Uh, we're talking about Alec Baldwin. And let's go to South Carolina. South Carolina gun shop owner charged with a prank leaves his friend dead. So charges have been filed against a South Carolina gun shop owner who fairly fatally shot a friend after mistaking a Glock 17 for a BB gun. I can't even make this stuff up. This is, this is not, these are, we're not reading. stupid or something. We're not talking about, you know, jokes here. You know, we're, we're talking real news stories here. This is, this actually happened. So jail records show John Whitley, uh, who owns Coastal Firearm, was arrested Monday on a charge of involuntary manslaughter. Uh, Berkeley County deputies responded to the business on November the 2nd and found Stefan Mergen with a gunshot wound to the face. Merkin did not survive the shooting. Whitley told deputies that he thought he was holding a replica BB gun when he tried to prank his friend and a part-time employee by shooting him with it, according to an affidavit obtained by the Associated Press. So witness, witnesses said that the men were talking normally when he heard a loud bang and then saw Merkin fall to the ground. The witness ran to Merkin, secured Merkin's weapon, and began first aid, first aid until EMS arrived. And Whitley was given a $15,000 bun. Jerry Meehan, who is representing Merkin's widow, requested that Whitley not be allowed to possess a firearm as a condition of his bun, which the judge granted, and which is kind of odd because he owns a gun store. Maybe he shouldn't own a gun store. So if you're on the gun store, <laughs> you know, that's going to be kind of odd. How you, can't you be in possession of firearms? That's, I'm, I'm curious how that's going to work. So can he not work in the gun store? But how do you mistake? You know, give me a call, 512-643-5483, because I don't know everything. I'm not all-knowing. You know, 512-643-5483. How do you mistake a BB gun, a Glock 17, you know, for a BB gun? How do you mistake that? The weight is different. It takes work. It takes dumbness, ignorance. How do you? How do you? I don't understand how you mistake that. Well, who knows? Maybe that's a good way to get your charges lessened. If you say, "Oh, I didn't know," right? Is and why would you? Even why excuse? would you point even a BB gun at someone at their face? Yeah. Oh. Why would you even point a BB gun at someone's face? Uh-huh. That will do he was shot itself. in the face, people. That makes no sense to me. Right between the eyes. It makes no sense. Killed this guy. Why would you point a BB gun at someone's face? I can't. You, you can't even make these stories up. All right, but um, we have Jerry Patterson on the phone. Jerry Patterson is a former Texas Land Commissioner, and we're asking Der- Jerry about you know the Texas Penal Code has a section forty six thirteen. You know, making firearms accessible to a child. And I'm, I'm curious, how did that how did that section of the law come about, Jerry? Because Jerry, I, I nicknamed Jerry as the, well, he's the father of the handgun license law, and which he is. And, you know, un, undisputed father of the handgun license law. So, Jerry, how do we come up with 46.13? Well, I passed that bill. Uh, the same session I passed the Texas, uh, what was then called Texas Concealed Handgun Law, what is now called the LTC uh, and I can't, I had a constituent uh, who lived in my neighborhood, not just in my district, whose 
son was killed by another kid who shot him accidentally with a shotgun that had been left in the home, unattended, unsecure, and loaded, and apparently, if I remember correctly, was around in the chamber. And so what this does, what what the bill did was provide a penalty for knowingly, I don't know what the level of uh, knowingly, culpably, and I, I don't know, I can't recall what the, the language used, allowing a, a child to have an access to a firearm, and the criminal penalty is a misdemeanor. Uh, and, you know, frankly, I kind of had mixed emotions about it, because if that, if you are responsible for a firearm that a child gets access to and kills another child, you're going to suffer pretty substantially anyway. I mean, just knowing that, and this is one of those cases where kids were at the house unsupervised. And I think what happened was one of them mentioned, you know, my dad's got a, whatever, he's got a, he's got a shotgun or he's got a pump, 12 gauge, whatever it was. And the other kid says, no, he doesn't show us. And the kid says, no, I can't do that. I'm not supposed to touch the gun. I learned I'm not supposed to touch the gun. I don't ever touch. So this went back and forth. No, he did. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. I mean, no, he does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Da 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 da. And the kid finally, okay, I'll show you. And that led to tragedy, and the kid was killed. Uh, so that that passed in 1995, the same year the concealed handgun law passed. And 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 people, you know, you forget, you know, that peer pressure is something very serious. You know, exactly. You may, you may, you, yeah. know, you may talk to your son, your daughter, and and they may listen to you. But then, what happens when their friends come along and yep. pressure them? You know, as a group, you know, get involved in that group think to pressure them to do something that they're not supposed to do. It it happens. You know, think about yourself. You know, we do this as adults. You know. Even even as adults, you know, we get along with other adults and we tend to do things that we know we're not supposed to do because we're pressured by the group. It, it happens. Yeah, and that's so- precisely correct. And I hear people all the time tell me, well, that would never happen in my house because I've taught my fill in the blank son, daughter, whatever, gun safety and gun training and never to touch it. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, it's quite possible that your kid will be one of the ones that absolutely, no matter what, will never touch that gun. It's also quite possible that one of your very responsible, smart, obedient children will slip up on one time and succumb to curiosity or peer pressure and tragedy happens. If you got a firearm at home, secure it. Now, you know, I noticed I didn't say lock it up. It could be lock it up. Uh, but secure means many things. I know when I, when my first bunch of kids were when they were small i had a 45 a 19 limb 45 i kept it up by the bed and i had the magazine in the magazine well but no rounds in the chamber knowing that that my kid at that age there was no way that they could pull that slide to the rear and chamber around then they got old enough to where they were strong enough to do that and then you have to make a choice Hmm. and i made the choice to lock it up uh and it was remained locked up till i you know till i think that till he was a senior in high school and, and joined the Marine Corps and was going to leave right after he graduated. So it, you have to secure those firearms. I mean, it's just, I hear it all the time. I mean, three, every day you almost hear about a kid gets access to a, access to a firearm and tragedy results. Right. I mean, if you truly care about, you know, our second amendment, you care about our, you know, our rights to, you know, keep, you know, and own firearms, you, you, you'll make sure you do this because you're affecting us all by doing this. You know, all it takes is yeah. these stories running over and over again, big incidents like this, cases like this, you know, days, 
the father goes to a gun store, purchase a firearm from his son just literally days before his son goes to a school and shoots up the school. With yeah, that four firearm. days. And he purchased it for the son. And it was left in a, a drawer, a nightstand or a dresser drawer. And he purchased it with the son, didn't he? Yeah, that's that's right. You're right. And apparently the son and the mother had, had gone target shooting sometime in that four-day period. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they, these, these people, these parents knew the kid, you know, they, he just got this gun. Or I don't know that he, was, he wasn't supposed to possess it, but putting it in the drawer on your nightstand is not sufficient. That's the first place you'd look. And we we have a serious we have a serious parenting problem in this country. You know they want to bring oh, it God, blame yeah. it on guns. They want to blame it on you know you can blame it on cars. You can blame it on whatever you want to blame it on. Really, there's a parenting problem. Parents yeah. are not not raising their kids properly. Yeah, you know I often wonder about all the money spent by the lobby, the gun control lobby. You know whatever one it is, if they took all that money and invested in PSA zone, you got a kid at home, safely store your firearm. We would we would benefit a great deal, and of course, safely store means different things. I mean, uh, you know, just as I said, uh, you, you'll have the extreme, and there's a PSA running now, I think, that says you have to lock up your firearm and lock up the ammunition in another in another place. Now that's just stupid. I mean, <laughs> all right, thank you, Jerry Passon. Jerry Passon, former Texas Land Commissioner. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're back. We're talking about news all around the country here. I want to go to Georgia. Georgia, the peach state. So a 13-year-old boy was manufacturing and selling ghost guns. Uh, He has been arrested after he allegedly shot and killed his 14-year-old sister with one of his own homemade firearms, according to the Douglas County, Georgia Sheriff's Office. You know, I I tell you, these stories are crazy today. I can't even make this stuff up. 13-year-old manufacturing firearms. 13-year-old manufacturing firearms. 13. Because he was in the business of selling him, that made him a manufacturer. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Because he's in the business of selling guns, that makes you in and making them. When you finish those, you you finish them out. You're manufacturing. And so he was a 13 year old selling so a you, gun to you, a 19 year old. If you take that 80 percent and you make it to 100 percent, you're a manufacturer. Only if you sell it, right? Or in and, the you, and you sell it? it. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So two people had had come to the family's home in Douglasville, about 20 miles west of Atlanta, on November 27th to purchase a gun that the 13-year-old made. Douglas County Sheriff Tim Pounds said in a news conference, uh, he said, you know, but in, instead of buying the firearm, the pair stole the gun from the 13-year-old and fled the scene. And the boy then shot at them as they were leaving. And according to the sheriff there, he said, instead, you know, he struck his 14-year-old sister. So instead of shooting and hitting them, he struck his 14-year-old sister, who was identified, you know, as Kira Scott, according to investigators. Mm. Authorities have arrested uh, the 13-year-old boy uh, brother and a 19-year-old 
uh, Yusuf, whoever that is, one of the two people who had come to buy the homemade gun. And, you know, it's, it's just crazy. So apparently they go to the house. They try to steal a gun. He pulls out a gun. He fires at them, ends up shooting and killing his sister. You know, 13. I'm trying to think, what was I doing at 13 years old? I don't, my mindset was not like that at 13. Man, I tell you. 13. And, and these are in 3D printed guns, right? They're like. It's like uh, where did he learn how to do it's, this? It's it's hard to tell, you know, when they say ghost guns, you know, what they oh, actually okay. what they're talking about. Uh, when you say ghost gun to me, you know, so I'm and I'm thinking their mindset. So they're probably talking about, you know, the the little imitation Glock guns where you finish those out and you you take an 8% and you make it into 100%. That's what I'm assuming that they're talking about. Mm. You know, it doesn't have a serial number on it. So and you can have those different parts and pieces mailed to your house and stuff like that. Because not everyone wants. Oh, to, you just assemble it. Yeah, not everyone wants the the government to know what they have, you know. So, which I understand. You, know, you don't want the government to know what you have, right? No, I got nothing to hide. You have that's nothing fine. to hide. No, that's let me fine. look at your phone. Nah, that's private. Oh, see, oh, I thought you had not. See, I, I get you at every turn. Every turn. All right, hey, sir. Girlfriend, no, when he gets home, check his phone. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wait till he goes to sleep and check his phone. He's hiding something. Oh, <laughs> He's hiding something on the phone, girlfriend. I hope he listened to the show. <laughs> Let's just put it out there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're in trouble now. Let's go to New Jersey. All right, so over in New Jersey, an off-duty... Zach, this is your story. An off-duty New Jersey officer fairly struck a pedestrian, put the body in the car, and went home. Oh, yeah, that's messed up. <laughs> and he was actually riding in his car with someone else. Too, yeah, I can't, you can't even make this story up. 25-year-old off-duty New Jersey police officer runs over accidentally boom boom bam a nurse a nurse uh-huh the car did it though right? a nurse the car the car did it it wasn't the, it wasn't the officers the car did right. it. it's the car fault that's right <laughs> well, i'm sorry what's the make and model the vehicle because we need to go to that dealership and protest <laughs> <laughs> i'm just putting it out there okay so off-duty cop and his friend are driving they run over the nurse and then they stop and they try and figure out what to do first thing they decide is to flee the scene go back home and then once they get home, they're like, oh, crap, we better go back and go get this body. <laughs> so they went back, put the body in the trunk, went back home, and the kid told his mom about the whole situation. And then they told the dad as well, and the dad who, turns who is out. A, who's a cop? He is a, I think he's like a Newark lieutenant. A lieutenant. Something like that. Uh, and basically he's like, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, boy, y'all in trouble. Uh huh. Yeah. So they then uh, reported themselves, and now they're facing charges for all kinds of stuff, like fleeing the scene, desecrating human remains. Oh my god! Oh, wow. Trying to escape prosecution. People forget God's always watching. <laughs> always watching. Or Dad's always watching, huh? God's gonna get you for that. That's right. I'm telling you, <laughs> you gotta watch out. I'm telling you now. God's coming for you. Guys, gotta tell you something. <laughs> um, man, that's that's a wild story. There, that is wild. A nurse, uh huh, like a thirty-something-year-old male nurse. A nurse, wow, and just killed, died, mm. dead. Mm -hmm. Wow, what that's a shame. Really hit him. <sighs> Such a sad story. Sad, sad, sad. You know, I, I do want to talk about Lubbock, Texas. You know, I want to oh, talk yeah. about that shooting in Lubbock because you know, you you had some feelings about that a little bit. A little bit. I mean, but I think we agree, right? That was... Uh, 
No, no. I don't think we agree my on nothing. My feeling is <laughs> nah, that it was what that it was wrong. The sh- oh yeah, we agree the shooting was wrong. That is correct. Yes. Oh, so now that we agree, we have common ground. We have common ground. We can build back better. Why? Now. Because he wasn't I not, protesting. I would not break the peace that we've made here today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the, we're talking about the Kyle Carruth shooting of Reed. What's his name? Jeremy Reed? Chad Reed. Chad Reed. Chad Reed. Okay. Kyle Carruth uh, shooting of Chad Reed in Lubbock, Texas. And what we're talking about there is uh, there was a child custody you know, issue. And things that people are forgetting, which, you know, and I, I've been delving deeper into the child custody thing. You know, because I was under the impression that if it was a child custody situation where you're going somewhere to pick up your kid, that, you know, it could be anywhere. It doesn't have to be at the designated spot. It could be anywhere. And so if the mother is hiding the kid and the father's trying to find the kid and the father's supposed to pick up the kid at a certain time, like 315, like he was, you know, and the mother seems to be playing some type of game. And then you're interfering with that. You're trying to keep you're helping keep this father from his child at the time there's he's supposed to see the child that's actually a felony in texas it's a felony and so if you're committing a crime if it you know this, this is going to be an interesting case because if you're committing a crime then you're not you don't have that luxury of self-defense mm. and a lot of people are forgetting about that but then let's 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 eliminate that let's get rid of that let's say that they're able to get past all that they get past the the felony for you know in you know, preventing this father from getting you know getting the kid you know child custody. So let's go past that. So then he says you know leave. You need to leave. So he goes into the house. Uh, Kyle Carruth goes into his into the office. I'm sorry, and gets a shotgun. It looks like a house to me, and I hear chickens yeah, in the background. So I'm like, I don't even know what none of the water these people, you know, what's going on around here. But anyways, there's chickens and I hear roosters. I hear all kinds of things in the background. So he go. It's Lubbock. Yeah, it's Lubbock, Texas. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's where you went to school, Zach, right? I sure did. Yeah. Guns up. <laughs> Guns up. Well, yeah. Rate of rash. Rate of rash. But anyway, so he goes into the office <laughs> and gets a gets a um, a rifle. It's a Ruger PC-9 carbine. Took mm-hmm. me a while to figure out what that was. So Ruger PC-9, which is a 9mm, he comes out and says, Lee, get off the property. So at that point, he's making he's letting him know that it's it's about trespassing. Okay. You, know, you know, you're trespassing on the property. You need to leave. And by the way, you can do that in Texas. Yes, you can use force to make someone get off your property. Not daily force, but you oh. can use force. So force, meaning that you can, I can, if I want to go into my house, get my rifle, stand outside and on my porch and say, get off my property. I cannot point the gun at you. I cannot threaten to shoot you. Can't use threatening language. And I can't, you know, I can't fire a warning shot. So then what what does Chad does? Chad, you know, steps up toward him and bumps him with his chest. Yeah, they start chest bumping. Right. So he's, and then he puts his hand by his side. And I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. You know, there was a window of opportunity in there for Ch- uh for Kyle Carew to be able to legally shoot Chad. There's a a, a window of opportunity Why? that I feel his life was at at risk. As an instructor, I feel that at that moment that Chad grabbed for Kyle's rifle at that moment, he could have taken a step back and shot him right then and there. But that's but but he, isn't that a, you're assuming? I'm not, there's no assuming. You know, he he said, "I will take this from you. I'll take it from you and use it on you," or something to that effect. Oh. So 
He used those words, and then he puts his hand on the gun. That was his opportunity right there to take a step back and shoot him. But instead, what, he, what does he do? He fires a warning shot. You cannot fire a warning shot. You're committing a crime when you do that. Either you use the gun or don't use the gun. There's no, I'm going to fire. It, and it all sounds, it sounds good for the movies. It sounds good for the news. It sounds good on social media for all these idiots in the comment section. You know, that all sounds great. But you cannot fire warning shots. So when you do that, you're committing aggravated assault, you know, or in, and also possibly deadly conduct because aggravated assault because the person that you fired the warning shot at and then deadly conduct because of the, 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 the wife, the ex-wife that was standing behind him. That wound, round could have ricocheted and hit her. So all that's going to be a problem. So now that was his wind of opportunity. It passed. It came and it went. So then he swings him around. He takes about, what, four feet, ten feet back. And unless they can prove that Chad Reed stepped toward, was stepping toward Kyle, then he would have been justified. If they can't prove that, then it's not a justifiable shooting at that point. And that's where the problem is going to be. We come back from the break. We'll talk about more. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk. It. Hey, this is AWR Hawkins of Bright Park News, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Austin's Talk, thirteen seventy. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we're talking about the, the Lubbock shooting of Chad Reed by allegedly by Kyle Carruth there in Lubbock, Texas. And we're I'm trying to break that down a little bit for people on how I, you know, how I'm looking at this video. And this is just my my interpretation of what I see. You know, I'm looking at aggravated assault, I'm looking at daily conduct, I'm looking at law of parties. Uh, 25.03 interference with a child custody. So I think there's a lot of things going on there. And a lot of things that the and, and that that a DA will have to look at, or a grand jury will have to look at. And apparently all the DAs, the district attorneys in that area, has recused themselves of this case. Because I'm going to tell you, you know, the best way to get away with murder in Texas is to be married to a judge. <laughs> That's the best way to get away with murder. Be married to a judge. I'm telling you right now. Because uh, normal citizens would not be able to get away with something, you know, doing something like that, you know, firing warning shots. And, 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 and the reason I say it's all about criminal trespass, because listen, you got to listen to the, the video and listen to Kyle Carew's words. His words state that it's, I told y'all to leave. I told y'all to leave. It's all about criminal trespass, all about them being on the property. And you cannot shoot someone for criminal trespass. You cannot do warning shots. And, and that's hard for a lot of people to understand. You know, people think that, oh, someone's on my property, cow tipping or whatever on my property, I can shoot them. Well, if it's criminal mischief, that's different. Mm. But for trespassing, no, you cannot. And listen to this. I told all of y'all to leave. We came to get hers, his son. He's not here. She should have told that. She should have told that. I asked you to leave. I did everything. I did not want to do any of this. 
That's all about criminal trespass. The, sa- the saddest part is that they're not doing anything to help this guy. Mm. Not even the wife. Yeah, that's messed up. That's like so sad. Just what do you mean? They're just there, nonchalant. Just still talking. talking while yeah. he's laying dead on the ground, huh? Mm. God, after the shooting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's going to be a lot to overcome, you know, because you got to the the wife has filed a civil suit for what fifty million dollars, I believe it was. Yeah, against you know, so so we'll see what happens for all there. the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> and then the um, in this case, let me see. I think the. Yeah, someone filed a uh, for for um, I guess they they they're now divorced. Someone filed for divorce, and then someone counter counter filed or something like that. So now I think it's official now that they're actually divorced. The judge and 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 Kyle Carruth. So we'll see how that plays out. And it's hard to find any information because you go on social media like the Facebook or the Twitter, and I can't even find the judge's campaign Twitter page or. Or a campaign Facebook page. Yeah, right after uh, reporters started investigating the whole relationship, mm-hmm. then a bunch of pages Start just disappearing. disappeared. Oh, yeah, they're gone. Yep. And that tells me people have something to hide. You yep. know, you're worried about something. You're scared and you're worried. When you start taking – she, and I think she's running for election, a re-election. You know, she was appointed into this position, and now she's running for re-election into that position. You know, and you take your, your pages down, do an election cycle. That's serious. <laughs> Boy, that's that's a serious thing. That that means she needs to be primaried. <laughs> needs a primary opponent. I'm telling you now. All right, so it's it's a lot, a lot going on there. Just you know, you got to stay tuned to that story, and you know, because I, I I still say an an arrest is coming. There's going to be an arrest. They have to. They got to take this. They got to arrest this guy. It's got to go to a grand jury, and a grand jury's got to decide. You know what's going to happen. They've you know they got to do something. What uh, what would you say your verdict would be? On this, uh, for a grand jury, has got to in, in, indict him for aggravated assault, deadly conduct, at the bare minimum. But the bare minimum, yeah. Even if they, even if they find okay, the final shot was oh, justified, you know. But the aggravated assault and deadly conduct, so it's got to be something, you know. Can't get away scot free, you know. If you, if you do, then and then for all the judges to recuse, I mean, all the DAs to recuse himself of this. I'm shocked by this. Every DA in this area said, you know what, I'm going to recuse myself because I'm, you know, I know I'm friends with, you know, you know the, some of the people in, in this case. So what does that say to our system? You, you, you swore an oath, you know, to uphold. And what does that say with Georgia? You know, because a DA in Georgia did the same thing. And that DA in Georgia is now being prosecuted, has been arrested, and has been, has been charged and indicted by a grand jury for wrongdoing. I'd turn you in, too, Michael. You would turn me in? I'd turn you in. I believe you. <laughs> yeah, he would. He would. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a ride or die. Nope. Not at all. I'm not a narc. I'm just saying I'm doing my job. Snitches oh. get stitches. Wow. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, But, yeah, you know, but you know, for them to recuse themselves of this, I, I think it's, it's astounding. You know, and I'm actually shocked by that. Um, and what, is, what does it say to a police officer? Can a police officer do that? A police officer goes to an answer call, goes to a scene. Can a police officer say, you know what? I'm not going to arrest this person because this person is one of my family members or I'm related to this person. They do it all the time, don't they? Why, they- wh- why do some people get this, this opportunity? Others do not. Do you not have a job to do? Can you not do your job and be impartial? No. Then you should be in that position. You know, but, you know, I get it. I understand. 
I mean, am I wrong? Give me a call. 512-643-5483. We got a couple seconds. 512-643-5483. Give me a call and let me know. You know, because I, I, I found a problem with this. You know? I mean, bartenders hook up their friends all the time, right? And, and next week when we come back, we're gonna. I want to. I want to talk about the the case in Midland in Abilene, Texas. That's it. The dumpster defense. I want to talk about that because that case has not gone to trial yet. Texas has a really pro, a, a serious problem with bringing cases to trial. You know that that case, the 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 Abilene, Texas dumpster defense case, happened in 2018. What is this? Ah, we'll we'll bring that. We're gonna bring okay. that in next week. We'll talk about that next week where a father and son were at a dumpster in the alley that they share. And you know, <laughs> yeah, I know you, you can't even make this stuff up. It's wild. Was it Oscar no, the Grouch? No and... shirts on. They're, they're shirtless. <laughs> they're standing in the alley. The father's got a, like a pistol in his hand. The son's got a shotgun in his hand. And they're arguing about a mattress with another family in the alley that they share. You can't even make this stuff up. That case has yet to go to court. Yeah, it's called the dumpster defense. We got some strip lower receivers, you know, to make, you know, to to sell <laughs> with a picture of it on it. On it, I'm telling you now, you can't even make this stuff up. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. All right, so um, Arizona, Arizona students at Arizona State, you know, the university, uh, protesting because they didn't want they don't want Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, enrolled in the university. They're scared. Poor, poor Kyle. Scared of what? What he might? I don't know what he might do. What defend himself if they tried to kill him? Mm. I'm scared of what those weak little kids might do. Right, he should. He's a, he should be afraid of them. They're monsters. Those patriots. Patriots. Oh my goodness. <sighs> All I can do is just sigh. Just, yeah, <laughs> I just have to. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's right. right. That's why we're good people here. You know, we're good and kind people. You know, because all we do is we listen to what you have to say. We want you to say your piece, and we ex- what, I, exhale. Know, if if I go missing, you're not gonna you, go missing. <laughs> you know. It'll be someone on the left that takes you. Mm-hmm. It won't be anybody on the right. It'll be one of your own people. That's right. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, let's go to Kyle. You want to come and talk it? Hey, guys. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about some of the, the non-legal aspects of this, but some of the things that, you know, don't really get covered uh, in, in this particular case. You know, how long did it take for EMS to even show up? Because it did not seem like there was any sort of a sense of urgency amongst anybody to get this guy any kind of aid. Um, I actually, I don't know, has anyone on that scene at any point ever really liked the victim? And we're talking about, we're talking about Lubbock, Texas, correct? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the, the guy, the the guy on the ground that, uh, you know, he was there in a custody dispute with his old lady. And then, uh, you know, Kyle comes out and blows him away. You know, also, we, we got to start a defense school that's just dedicated to, you know, how to deal with situations with guys named Kyle. Basically, you just got to run as fast as you can. <laughs> hey, your so name is Kyle, gonna, yeah, isn't it, sir? Is your name Kyle? It might be, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. So we need to, we need to, so, we need to defend ourselves against you too, that's right? <laughs> that's, there, there, there's well, there is no defense. That's the thing. Like apparently, you know, Kyle's or Thanos here. So okay, um, <laughs> free to do what they want. <laughs> right, I got you. Well, I got you though. I got you. So you know, I mean, all the all the 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 banter that went on between uh, you know the current girlfriend and the ex-wife and and the Kyle, uh, it was like. It was so it was so odd. To me, yeah. it seemed like they just expected that the guy was going to get up off the ground. It's like, okay, you big goon. 
Let's yeah. get you home and put some beer back in. It's like there's no reality. Mm. Yeah, that current wife didn't seem to be too phased. Not at all. Not at all. And it, and it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, the Pennsylvania couple who reality didn't, didn't set in for them until, what was it, the sixth shot tagged mm. the husband? Well, maybe but they're in the shock. Last, you know, maybe they're the, just the, totally in shock, possibly. I don't just, I, it could be that, but I think that people are just like so desensitized. I think that a lot of people are so used to just reacting to stuff on Twitter that they don't know how to react to things in the real world anymore. Maybe I don't know. All right, Kyle. Thank you. I'm mean, gonna appreciate the phone call there. I want to remind people to always lock your guns up. Use a safe. Use a lock. Lock them up. Lock them away from the. Keep them away from kids. And don't do the Baldwin. Don't be like Alec Baldwin. Guns don't go off by themselves. They go off when you pull the trigger. As always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.